I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Business Unusual brought to you by Vodafone Business. I'm Claudia Winkleman and in this podcast, I'm speaking to the UK's most inspiring business minds. These are the people who are doing things differently and getting fantastic results. I'm learning so much from all my guests and I really hope you've been picking up some tips and tricks too. This week is all about Northern Monk, an independent brewery based in Leeds. Northern Monk was founded in 2013 with a £5,000 gift from a grandparent and now they have sales in 23 countries and are rated as one of the top 100 breweries in the world. So many of their beers have also won awards. With me is Russell Bissett, founder and managing director of Northern Monk. Welcome Russell, thank you so much. Thank you so much, it's great to be here. I'm not completely obsessed by your beers and the design, and I don't understand why anybody would ever hold any other beer. Take me back, genuinely, I mean, I would have to pull them over and have a have quite a strong conversation with them. Um, so seven years ago, it's 2013, yes. you've got £5,000 in the bank, and you say to your friends and family, I'm not going to go and get like a serious job and spend this money on a briefcase, I'm instead going to start a brewery. That was bold. Take me back to that time and what were you thinking? So I think the, really the ambition at that time and the vision was was really quite similar to where, where we are today. I think at the core of what we wanted to do and is still what we want to do is create incredible beer experiences. It was quite naive at the time with £5,000 based out of a parent cellar. Over the years, it's become hopefully less naive and some of the accolades that we're, we're really proud and, and grateful to have been awarded with. Hopefully our recognition of of those endeavors, but it really was a burning desire to look at beer as a more of a holistic experience. And you kind of touched on that in your uh, really generous introduction as well there. And, you know, we really look at what that experience looks like, whether it's like a peel and reveal label that works with collaborative partners from different sectors, and whether that's a street artist or a photographer or an illustrator or something like that, and kind of bringing all that creative energy to the fore in, in a way that's, that's really quite unique. Additionally, we were based in the north, a part of the world that we're truly inspired by. And for us, that's about the sense of community and the sense of collaboration and a bit of that northern grit and triumph over adversity or a notion of triumph over adversity that I think is is intrinsic in a northern outlook, I reckon. And I think that's seen us fairly well over the years and certainly during the uh, difficult few months that we've just been through as well. Mm. What were the early days like? Was it just like, yeah, let's do that. I mean, did everybody in your family, your friends, did everyone have to get involved? Were there ever moments where you went, oh, do you know what, this is just too hard? Yeah, I think there were moments where we probably thought this is so hard. Yeah. But I think there was such a relentless drive and determination there that we never kind of let that get on top of us or overwhelm us. And certainly, I think that spirit and that notion of collaboration was actually born of the origins of the business, which was actually not not just around doing that because it was a nice thing to do, but because we really had to. So 
like I said, we started in my parents' cellar, but it was my parents' old car that we used to get going and do the deliveries in. I think the suspension didn't thank us for that afterwards. I don't think they used it much down the line. But also like our website was done by my dad, who was a web designer. The graphic design was all done by friends of the family for free. So it really was, they talk about that notion of it taking a village to raise a child. It took a like a real network and a community to raise Northern Monk. And it was that spirit of collaboration that we really brought forward with us and has inspired much of the work that we do now as well. I'm interested in the belief when you didn't just go, oh, enough, you know, but you to, to do that, to phone a friend of a family, say, look, can you draw a pelican? I'm not saying <laughs> he drew a pelican, but whatever it is, yeah. or dad, we need your car, can you do that? Yeah, yeah. What fueled you, just the absolute the knowledge this was the right thing to do? Yeah, I think I think it was the belief that we could create some of the best experiences in the world. I think, you know, at times I did feel naive and certainly we've not always got it right. But, you know, upon reflection and over the years, we've just realised that's such an important part of our core driver, even though it's quite a, like a wide sweeping ambition, it's just to be the best. But if, actually, if you look across brands and some of the most successful brands in the world, I would say... That drive to be the best in category is really part of the DNA and, and, and more over and above brands, I would say athletes and any kind of profession, really. I think you've got to have that drive and the belief that you can be the best. And certainly that was kind of our North Star and still is really today. Over and above that, I think that Northern piece as well and feeling like there was an opportunity there to shine a light on a part of the world and in a product category that possibly hadn't. So without getting too nerdy about the world of beer, I think. No, do it. Historically speaking. We love it. Brilliant. In the world of beer, you've got, so this is a, a product that's been around for thousands of years. It's uh, an intrinsic part of UK culture as well, and has been at the core of communities for thousands of years too. But historically speaking in the UK, you kind of had quite traditional cask beer, which is like the hand-pulled beer. And and the image of that, that whole world was a bit stayed. The product was brilliant, but hadn't really been changed in and in really hundreds of years, I guess. Uh, and then you had these American breweries doing kind of uh, weird and wonderful things and really progressing the scene with different techniques when it came to brewing the products, but also looking more progressively at branding and things like that. So we wanted to take all that we thought was amazing about being Northern, but progressive spin on that, if you will, face on it and incorporate some of those more pioneering ingredients and techniques to really create a really, really fresh product that was of the North, I guess. Let's talk about the name. Why Northern Monk and what is monastic brewing? So Northern Monk, I guess, ultimately explains the two component parts, the largest component parts of, of the brand and, and Northern being that sense of place and that pride in, in the North and what that means for us, that sense of community and collaboration and graft and all those things I've already touched on. And the monastic bit it's really a reference to the fact that monks have brewed beer for thousands of years, basically. And I think particularly in the UK, that gets overlooked. But, you know, just up the road from the brewery at Kirkstall Abbey, monks brewed beer there. And it was a product that was brewed for the community in many instances to raise funds, but also to create a safe and potable liquid that could be drunk too. For us, it's, it's by no means, it's not a religious thing at all. But again, it's embracing that spirit and the roots of the product, really. But certainly, I think that the northern element of the brand is really what we kind of focus on and bring to life the most. Let's talk about marketing. How did you go about establishing a reputation and building awareness of your brand? I mean, you you had 5K. <laughs> Was that just walking through the streets going, you're not going to believe it till you try it? 
So for us, we started with an older regional brewery. They were hugely supportive and great, but possibly just not the right partner for us at the very beginning. And we made possibly like the same amount today as we did in, in the whole of a year at that brewery at that time. But the product was just not really where we wanted it to be. So we thought we want to create some of the best beer experiences in the world. How are we going to do that and find the right partners to do it? And people that have a real vested interest in the product. And again, it was that spirit of collaboration really. And we we worked with different breweries from across the UK and we did these collaborative beers. And these were breweries that already had a name for themselves within the world of beer. And, And that was really powerful for us, to be honest with you. So again, it was just quite a lot of hustling, to be honest, and networking. Yeah, yeah. And then over and above that, I think like going back to your point, it was probably quite a lot of just telling everyone that we knew that we were making beer and try it, please, it tastes good. And we also did like farmer's markets. Just as many opportunities to kind of really talk to people and get our brand in front of people as possible. How important is digital and social media to your success? I mean, I don't know if it was then, but now... I imagine it's vital. Yeah, I would say it's hugely, hugely important. I guess for us, brand is incredibly important and it's kind of the community that we've built around us. And now we've got, I think we've got close to 200,000 followers across all the different platforms and the different accounts. But the opportunity to connect with those people and bring them on the journey with us, it's huge and it's, it's, it's really important to us. And it's something that we put a lot of energy into I kind of want to say it's like it's not in a calculated way, but it's a genuine uh, yeah, one yeah. to take people it on It feels like it. I follow you and now I feel like, oh, I'm part of this gang. <laughs> Amazing. This is an event. This feels like event beer, like like you say, experience. You mentioned the word community yes. and collaboration quite a few times. Yes. And you say they're important to Northern Monk. Can yeah. you tell me how you do that? How do you create those connections? And I imagine it's important for your fans if you like or followers I don't know what you would want to call them your gang your people but also for the brand as well are you always looking for new people to work with yes absolutely I think so we talked about kind of the inspiration for the brand and really that being the north so the way that we kind of bring that to life is through this network of ambassadors of people that embody that brand position and and that's people from across the whole of the north and whether that's fell runners or street artists or tattooers yeah, we, we look for people in our local area that can really bring that brand position and, and our ambassadors and embody that position for us. Totally. And everything is so diverse. If anybody's listening going, what? I don't understand. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, they should go on your website and they can click on, I think it's Patrons Projects, and see all of the different, you go, what? What? Uh, from there, and just such beautiful designs. If anything, you just, you want that object because every time you open the fridge, you'd be... Happy with life. Amazing. Thank you so much. Don't you think? Uh, let me ask you about COVID-19 and how it affected your business yes. and how how fast did you have to move yeah. to get into a position where you could still sell? So I mean, it's had massive impact on our business. So we lost probably 60% of our business overnight. So at this time, like the year for us would have looked like opening site in London. So we had a site in Shoreditch, which we'd planned out, we'd ordered the brew kit for, and it was set to be this kind of little outpost of everything that we've done in the North and in the nation's capital. And we were reflecting on that recently and just thinking about how much our business has changed. We also plan to start another bar refectory, we call them in, in Edinburgh too. So you had big plans. Yeah, big plans, but those things haven't happened at all. However, we have consistently exceeded our expectations and the budgets that we put in place for ourselves and we were very quick to pivot i remember getting the train in 
So it was the day that kind of lockdown really was put in place in the UK. And suddenly, you know, when I think across all walks of life, it's um, you're often not aware of the things that you've achieved and things don't necessarily become real until something like that happens. So I thought I'm going to have to have a beer really here at the, uh, the tap room before this all gets locked down. So I got the training and I met our COO off the train and I was like, man, like this is, you know, those interview scenarios where you're like, you've got to imagine being on a sinking ship in incredible rocky waters yes, and and hope that the people around you are ready for that. And I was like, you better be that person because this is happening now. And I think, you know, we took that spirit with us and we were very quick to pivot and we did a lot of things, those being increasing our subscription model. So we've seen probably about a thousand percent increase on our direct consumer. And that's through like a subscription model, as well as just trade from the web store. We've actually done even more work than ever with the community and more, more charitable work than ever. And I think that's really, really resonated with our audience too. Didn't you give free beer to NHS workers? We did, yes. I, I love that. Yeah. So that was like our kind of one of our hero products and our classic range of beers was a beer called Faith. Yeah. Um, and to embody the spirit of that product, we put 5,000 cans of Faith free on the web store. And again, with the spirit of having faith in people, we said, look, guys, like these are for frontline care workers. Please, unless you feel you are on the front line of this situation, don't take these products. However, if you are, they're there for free, go and get them. And it, it was incredibly powerful and it worked really well. I bet. We also um, did like a four pack of beers that you could drink around the house. Yes, we imag- please tell we're me. Imagining- <laughs> yeah. I love Showerhead. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, go on. That was fun. So reimagining different rooms of the house as different pubs. And I think, you know, we just had a lot, well, a lot of fun really, as much fun as we could have against the, the backdrop of, uh, of a really difficult situation but I think one of the things about that situation was that so many people were in such a similar living kind of circumstances and so we just wanted to do all we could to offer beer as a release from that and a bit of escapism really and I think that really resonated with people so they really made me laugh I just I just also thought a brilliant present because so many people couldn't see family and so many people couldn't see loved ones to send that to somebody can you just tell us about it was it was an indoor pub crawl, wasn't it? Exactly. There was a sofa. What were they? The sofa arms. Yeah. The tuck-in was the kitchen. Yeah. The shower head was a shower beer. And then there was the traveler's rest, which was a, a bedroom, like a CBD-infused beer to drink in yes. uh, before you go to sleep, basically. But yeah, it really, really resonated and I think captured people's imagination as well. And also well done to you and the whole team for not just going, what are we going to do? I mean, you've created new flavours, like you said, you upped the subscription service, so everybody pulled together. Absolutely. The spirit in the team was just incredible, I think, and still continues to be in the the tenacity and like entrepreneurialism and dynamism of the, of the whole team was just, it was brilliant. And I think part of that is having that bit of a startup mentality and that still that burning ambition just to be one of the best really and create the, the best beer experiences. And yeah, I feel like we're just quite scrappy and try and make things work as best we can and don't look down. I mean, we started with 5,000 pounds. So if we could make that work, then we're just going to have to make it work. I think that was the attitude we had in it and it's seeing us through to be honest. Being able to feel part of a community is really important. Before we hear more about Northern Monk, let me tell you how Vodafone have helped vulnerable individuals feel even more connected during isolation. Connectivity is so important now more than ever. But if you don't have a device that can access the internet, well, how do you even begin adapting to a world of digital communication? 
Age UK Wirral and Wirral Council were facing this very problem and Vodafone were able to partner with them straight away to find a solution. Vodafone provided 250 tablet computers to isolated older adults in the community, within care homes and those caring for others in isolation. The new tablet owners are enjoying the benefits already. They've been able to try out video chats, exercise classes, crosswords and quizzes. Not only that, but this new connectivity has opened up possibilities for delivering healthcare services whilst local facilities have been harder to access. It's an inspiring example of a community using the power of technology to help its most vulnerable members stay healthy and keep connecting. You can find out more about how to keep connecting at vodafone.co.uk forward slash business. Russell, let's talk about the beer. Tell me some of your favourite things that Northern Monk has produced. Because you mentioned earlier, sometimes there are moments where you go, God, we've done this. We've actually, guys, look around. We have done this. Do you have that on a daily basis? Do you feel proud of what you've all done a lot? Or when you taste something that you've all created, do you go, oh, that is delicious? Yeah, I definitely have those moments. For me, what would they be? It's hard to pick like certain ones. I think there's one product, our hero product, Faith, that we have that I think is, uh, well, I would say this, but I think it's a really, really special product. You know, when you have some kind of food and drink experiences in life and you think, wow, they've really yeah. hit upon something there. And I do feel like that is one of our products. Our head brewer who created this beer at the local press once described him as uh, an affable and vaguely eccentric brewing wizard in oversized wellies. And I think that's a great way to describe Brian. And, Fantastic. Um, for all that none of us are perfect, I think what he's achieved with all the recipes that we created and uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And, and that is a, a shining example of it. I think that's a great beer and to be able to go and pick that up. So we're stocked in Morrison's and Tesco now. And, you know, these are outlets that, especially starting with such a small amount of funds that I guess we never really dreamed of working with and for them to be so widely available, enjoying those experiences from those kind of retailers is, is awesome absolutely at the other end of kind of the beer experience is something much more involved and that is something like the patrons project so yeah we recently did a beer called gamma vortex which was in collaboration with holy moly <laughs> yeah exactly right uh, with two breweries from new york who are breweries that are just incredible that uh, we've worked with a couple of times uh, one's called other half and one's called equilibrium and uh, a street artist from manchester called tank petrol and just like what we delivered there in terms of just the brand experience and the liquid was truly world-class. And it was one of those ones that like, you kind of really wanted to read every bit of the label and just take a minute to, to reflect on how exciting that yeah. experience when was. When everything comes together. Did you say tank petrol? Yes, correct. Magnificent. If he's not married, I will find him. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about the Ben Nevis beer that you made. And that it, it sounds extraordinary, expensive, but yes. worth it, yes. a collector's item. Tell yes. us everything. So I'll start at the beginning. So we launched our own charity, essentially, a foundation called For the North. It, with the spirit of our founding, kind of £5,000 was set up to give £5,000 seeds of hope across the North in the same way that we kind of had that £5,000 foot yeah. up, if you will. So the idea is that we give them to charitable projects and community projects across the North. So to start and kick off the whole thing, we decided we would try and work with £5,000 ourselves and see how much money we could generate for the charity. So we 
climbed Ben Nevis with all of the ingredients to brew a beer at the top. Stop it. Yeah, which um, was the highest altitude brewed beer in the UK. I think other people have actually done that, believe it or not, across the world on other higher mountains, but certainly the highest in the UK. And it was it was no mean feat. Let me say it was really, really hard work. What were you collecting? So we took all like the malt. Snow. <laughs> yeah. So we did use... I have ice. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that would have been amazing, but unfortunately it wasn't snow on the tops. But we did use what they call the Dew of Ben Nevis, which is uh, water from as close to summer as you can get, which would have been the highest water source in the country as well. So the beer was brewed with that. Um, we also forage for blaberries on top of the mountain as well. For what? For blaberries. They're like blueberries, but um, oh, okay, fine. S- slightly smaller and Scottish. Nice. So, And then we made a, a big imperial stout with all the ingredients, carried it back down, which is one of the hardest bits. Yeah, and then bottled it. And then we auctioned it off the first 10 bottles for £1,000 each because it was truly was a, a totally unique experience. And we were incredibly grateful for the people that supported it. The foundation has gone on to support, I think, five different charities now. Most recently, we gave um, two grants away to the Racial Justice Network and a BME organisation in Leeds. We've also worked with a, a charitable project called Rooted, which is based in Bradford and seeks to empower young women with the tools to kind of experience and enjoy the outdoors. So, yeah, we've done some really some work that we're really, really proud of and we're looking forward to continuing that work and I bet. hopefully avoiding brewing any more beer at the tops of mountains because it was pretty tough. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe just a small field at the end of your garden. Yeah. But when we were going back to moments of pride, handing over checks to those extraordinary charities and brilliant projects, that must feel amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because we um, brought back to life the novelty check, which seems to have disappeared from... Um, I love, hand- yeah, yeah, brilliant. An oversized check, they're great. So we, we take round these ridiculously sized checks and I mean, they are great moments and um, to pass those across, yeah, it's fantastic. Talk to me about how you've secured investment over the years because I think last year you got investment from a private equity firm, but in 2018 you had great success crowdfunding. How much did you raise and in how short a time? We raised 1.5 million in 13 days and we raised half a million in the first two hours of, of going live on Crowdcube. It was it was out of this world, to be honest. I remember in the days leading up, I was so nervous about the whole thing because our initial target was half a million. And I think with crowdfunding, it can be incredible for brand and obviously raising capital as well, but it can obviously be really bad for brand and, and really bad for raising capital if it doesn't go right. Yeah. So I remember... I even invested, it was like £500 of my own money, despite being the majority shareholder in the business. And I was just like, everyone's just got to throw in here. We need to make it work. But people really got it and they really got our story. And and I think it was such a good time to buy into the business as well, because people could see the ambition and the trajectory that we were on. But we also tried to value it in a way that people would make a financial return as well. And we're really lucky to have lots of friends and family invest in the business at that time. And we wanted those people and anyone else in our community built around the brand to, to be able to see a return and get an investment at a reasonable valuation. So, so yeah, it was really overwhelming, to be honest. I remember it was actually, it was on a really, really snowy day. So we had this launch party, which hardly anyone could get to. We had this brass band play and everything. It was just a massive party the night before. Yeah. And then we went live and I remember being sat on my <laughs> couch and it was like, yeah. no one could get into the office at all. So I was just on my couch and I had like my phone in one hand, my laptop on one side of me. And I was just trying to deal with just like, because we were raising thousands and thousands of pounds a minute and 
generating so much correspondence. I do think it helped there was a snow day as well because I think a lot of people were sat at home, well, clearly investing in Northern Monk, which we're eternally grateful <laughs> for, so that worked out. Yeah, of course. But that must have felt, that must have been another moment of, we have made it. That's compelling. It truly was. I think it was quite humbling and scary as well, though, to be honest, because I think, you know, when you come from £5,000 yeah. uh, and, and create what we created, I guess there's like, um, we were the underdogs making good, right? And then suddenly you've got 2,000 investors and loads of money in the bank and you're like, wow, now we've really got to deliver. But yeah, things have continued to go well, so it's all worked. And then you touched upon it as well. We, we took an investment from a private equity firm called Active you know, we have had quite a lot of interest in the brand and other people that have recognized, hopefully recognized and seen the potential within it and seen the trajectory that we're on. But none of them really were of interest for us and, until Active came along and they've got a real interest in building brands, but also building brands with kind of values at, at their core. Yeah. And we saw a real alignment there. And so that was great. And they've been really supportive as well. So that's so good. What have been the biggest challenges? We, we, talked about COVID-19 but there were there other times where you know even a year in or two years in or four years in where just for whatever reason you hit a bump only because people who are listening go how did it it sound so smooth was it always just very smooth no it was definitely not always smooth there's definitely been some really difficult times probably the biggest challenge that we face and I think this is probably quite relatable for a lot of businesses is growing from kind of a passionate group of of friends really are all on a really like a mission that's you know as a small group of mm. people you're all like really driven single-minded about one mission but then we're at like best part of 80 staff now and continuing to constantly improve that sense of professionalism and sophistication is always a challenge i think it's a challenge that whilst bringing everyone on and retaining that sense of that startup culture and spirit and not taking things too seriously at times at the same time. I think that that is a real challenge and it's it's one that's probably a lot of businesses share. What's your advice to entrepreneurs who are starting out with a new business adventure? I think it's it's probably quite a simple piece of advice and probably not the most insightful in the world, but I do think it's important. I think uh, start with a business plan. And And I say that because I'm deeply inspired by and passionate about brand and probably fairly creatively minded as opposed to massively disciplined and got a real passion for detail but I think if if you're not prepared to write an in-depth business plan then I don't think you're probably ready to overcome all the obstacles that starting a business will throw at you I've had loads of friends that I want to start this I want to start that and I'll be like well have you written a business plan I don't really don't want to write a business plan to be honest like well if you can't get the motivation to the words on the paper exactly Yeah. yeah and I mean even though the reality is like I mean, I probably haven't referred to the business plan that I wrote back in 2013 in in years, but I just think it's a really important discipline and that's got to be the starting place for for any business, I think. Okay. I could go on forever on, on those different things. But no, it's that... interesting, but basically what you're saying is also take it seriously, be a yeah. grown-up. Yeah, exactly. Don't just say, I want to start a personalised cookie business, which <laughs> yeah. I say to my husband every day. And yeah. he's like, what are they going to be? I was like, puffins, pandas, why would you ask something? Woodland yeah. creatures. Yeah. He's like, Claude. Well, if you do start the cookie business and you want to do a collaboration in the world of beer, then you know where we are. 
Just baby puffins. That's Fine. all we need. Got it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we can, we've got the illustrator for that somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, Russell, thank you so much for talking to us. No worries. Thank you. And enormous luck with Northern Monk. And if anybody wants to find out more, honestly, the designs are so beautiful. They just need to go to your website. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's really great to be part of the kind of roster of companies that you've got on the show. And thank you to Vodafone as well for recognising the business too. Next week, I'm talking to Tessa Clark, the co-founder of Olio, an app which sets out to change the world by reducing food waste. We're going to find out how she has achieved a following of 2 million users worldwide. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.